0: salutations. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Slow Wealth Podcast that is Success lives on Elevation. I am Kendra. I'm and as we have with our previous shows, we always start off with a powerful motivational quote. And the quote is simple and it starts by saying, if it costs you your peace of mind, you overpaid. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. You know? Yeah. A lot of people broke. hmm <laughs> Firstly, well, today we have one of my great friends, Arthur. Now,
1: best, Arthur best now.
0: Authors, out of
2: You got to put the best-selling author in that.
0: she is the author of keep living which is a journal for healing through grief Mm -hmm. and this book i'm sure has helped hundreds of people it's helped people that i know personally um it's it's a great pathway through grief you know writing down what it is that you know um harnesses that grief sometimes people can't get it out but Jennifer has created <laughs> outlet for people to get their grief out yes. and as you know when you put things in words it becomes power yes. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. again congratulations first yes you. thank congratulations.
3: you
1: congratulations Good. thank hey. you thank you thank oh, you wow Man. Man. <laughs> yeah. i know. i
0: was wow, like, wow. cuz we was on the road And I'm looking, and I'm like, Jennifer got a book. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes, yes, it's been it's been a road. I tell you that. I'm sure.
2: Hold on, I got a question real quick. Uh So when you when you when you published your book and you saw it out there and it it said uh, bestseller, like what was you thinking?
3: I was shocked, like my mouth was stuck because I didn't think people would buy it, you know? I didn't think it would, because it was just an idea and it was just something that I wanted to do for myself, right? And so when I became on the best new sellers list, I'm like, what? Wait a minute, how, how is this possible? So I was, I was in shock, I'm grateful, I'm one hundred percent grateful, but I was definitely in shock because I did not know how people were going to react to the journal.
0: Oh, uh, mm-hmm. that's dope! That's dope. <laughs> I was like,
3: dang, hey,
0: she kinda- got. <laughs> you no, know, we talked about that like, the whole car ride. Like, oh we, man, What was that like nine hours? Something like that, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. nine hours, and I was like, man, I, was- Jennifer, you don't know how ecstatic I was. Oh, that's how that- dope, friend. Uh, that's <laughs> just to know people and have people in you know what I mean in your mm-hmm. circle uh-huh. uh, you know when um, when we lived down in Seattle you was the only one that really came out to <laughs> visit us at first uh-huh. you've been rocking with us for a while and- yeah, yeah, I love y'all I love y'all so much <laughs> so we are definitely proud of you and your success thank you thank you really, really. thank you <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, hey, well, hey, all right, let's get it started then. Uh so right. why don't you tell everybody uh, a little a little bit about you, you know, uh your name and then you know it's something that people don't know.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, my name is Jennifer Fennell, born and raised in Kansas City, Kansas, like Kendra said, the dot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, they can't see Kansas, Kansas. Missouri, so yeah, it's
3: a difference. I know there's a difference. Yes, there's a difference, but I have love for both sides, though. There's no, I don't have anything against Missouri at all. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um, pretty much, uh, just a little bit about me and my story is that I was raised in a single parent household, uh, just my brother and myself. So my brother and I, we were ten years apart. So I was older. So I was the older sister. So I feel like the mom, you know, of <laughs> my oh, brothers. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much about our relationship. I was, we were close. That was one of my best friends or he was one of my best friends. And when, um, his death happened, it shook my world, you know? It just shook it. So um I know you guys are going to ask a little bit more about that, but that's pretty much about me. Uh, during the day, I'm a project manager for a pediatric office, and then I work uh, on the journal and just try to push it out there to people. So that's pretty much what I do.
1: All right. Like
2: <laughs> all right. All right. I like that. Yeah. Um. So, well, I guess you kind of already kind of went into it a little bit, you know, but basically kind of give us a more in-depth about like what motivated you to write the
1: book.
3: Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, my brother passed away um, at 25 um, in 2017. So it's about four years now. And the first c- a couple of years, I just couldn't get out of my funk. I just couldn't get out of it. I stopped going to church. I stopped believing, believe it or not, you know, because I'm like, how could somebody take something so precious away from me.
1: Mm. And
3: um so I knew that I couldn't get stuck long. I remember my dad, he came over and he said, you can feel whatever you want to feel, but don't stay in there too long. Mm. You know? And so I was like, okay. So I went to Barnes and Nobles, I went on Amazon and I feel like I needed my words to be I needed my words to get out. And I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because they probably are tired of me talking about it, which I know my true friends and my true family, they weren't, but to me in my head, that's what I I thought, right? Like, I can't call them and say, oh, today's a bad day because I don't want to ruin anybody else's day, right? Mm -hmm. So I got a journal and I did search for grief journals, right? I, I really searched for them, but a lot of them wasn't hitting me. It wasn't hitting to my to my soul that I needed. So I just got a regular old notepad and just started journaling. And so with that, it allowed me to get my words out. It allowed me to be angry. It allowed me to be
1: <laughs> I'm Okay.
3: I'm so sorry, (laughs) y'all. That's okay. You know, it happens. It happens. But, um, Mm -hmm. but with journaling, it allowed me to get my words right out Mm -hmm. without judgment. It was like my judgment free zone. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, was angry. You can tell in my journals when I was angry, when I was hurt. Some days, the only way, the only thing that I wrote down was the date. And you can see how, I probably was crying that day because all of the paper was kind of wilted like a water stain and that's all I had. So one day I just started writing these quotes down and I started putting them all over my bathroom mirror just uh, as motivational quotes. And I was like, hmm, what if I create a journal to help others like like journaling helped me? And that's pretty much how the idea happened.
1: Oh, that's
3: dope!
1: (laughs) You know,
2: it's crazy because I did. Uh, uh, when I went up, we went on Amazon and seen your book, and I would read some of the comments, and I would see what some of the people would put. Mm -hmm. How how it's helping, and you know, a lot of people who have lost a lot of people, especially probably this year. You know, with COVID. I know with COVID, yeah. So yeah, I think I think you probably put it at the right right time. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. That's what I've been told about a lot of people, and you know. And to me, it wasn't one of those things of the reason why I created the journal was to, oh, let me put it out there so oh, people yes. can buy it. You mm-hmm. know, I, I had this idea prior to COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So this idea came to me in 2019. Um, and so but I just didn't know where to start. Oh, right. Yes. I didn't know where to start. So when um, COVID hit, it allowed me to research a little bit more. It allowed me to get my thoughts together because, I mean, the world stopped, right? So right. I had the opportunity to really work on it. And so, yeah, so it was never about, oh, COVID, COVID hit. A lot of people were losing their loved ones. So let me put this journal out. This idea came in 2019 to me. And COVID, because the world stopped, it allowed me to work on it a little bit harder.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, sure. I think a lot of people got a lot of stuff there. I know I did. <laughs>
0: like,
2: <laughs> I know. Man. Man. Man, yeah. You just need Man. that
0: time, you know, that autonomy to do know. What, you, you know, what you want or what you've been uh-huh. thinking about or, you know, your yeah. So yeah. that definitely gave you the time that you, you know, that you needed to uh-huh. something that was heavy on your heart.
1: hmm uh-huh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Damn. Okay. What suggestions do you have for people, like, that are... Going through grief, do you advise like everyone? Well, I don't want to say everyone, but most people to write down that grief or that anger or that hurt that they have, like like you were saying, you kind of just gave up on you know your spirituality, like mm-hmm. you know, like, um mm-hmm. would you recommend journaling for? Yeah, oh.
3: I, I would. I- and outside of grief, journaling for me helps and helps me in a lot of ways. It helps me decompress my day. At the end of the day, it helps me to get ideas out. Um, uh, before even I thought about a grief journal, but when people are going through grief, I just feel like it's just a it's just an outlet. Because sometimes we do feel alone. Even though I knew that I wasn't the only person who lost a brother, I knew that I wasn't the only person who lost a loved one. But at that time, I felt it was just me and me alone. So... When I were it was not when I was able to write down my thoughts and my words, it felt like I was talking to someone because I was talking to God. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, I was like, look, <laughs> I don't know why you did this. I don't know what happened, but this is the way that I'm feeling today, and mm-hmm. it allowed me. And it really allowed me to to get my feelings out and get my thoughts out without feeling judged. And so I really do feel like grief uh, when, when you went through grieving journaling. It's just it just allows you to release so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think it was like yeah, yeah, really? Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead I said, like she said, without the judgment. You mm-hmm. know. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Do you think it was, uh, it was real, uh, therapeutic? Because you know, you know, when it comes to therapy, you know, black folks a lot of times we like, oh, <laughs> you know, do you, do you think it was real therapeutic? You writing that like you suggest people do that you know if they are uncomfortable you know talking
3: to a therapist yeah see and i was i guess i'm a, a rare breed because i did go to therapy okay. <laughs> i did I, I i had a therapist so this is before before i started journaling so i had a therapist that i went one on one with mm-hmm. and then i went to a group therapy session where people who were going through grief we were able to kind of talk it out or if we just needed a hug from somebody or if we needed just to get it out then um so i was i was one of those people that went to therapy but if i want to piggyback off of that my mom on the other hand mm -mm. no and she and she lost her child right Mm -hmm. so when i created this journal and i gave it to her she she was writing you know, and I was like, wow, this is this is amazing because my mom, she's so quiet. Mm. She doesn't really chat. She doesn't talk about her feelings or anything like that. But when I was like, Mom, look, I did this journal in honor of T and she I gave her a copy, of course. And one day I called her and she was journaling in the journal. I don't know what she wrote down. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But as long as she utilizes. So, yes, I do feel like journaling is a form of therapy.
2: Uh. Mm-hmm. Did that, did that, you seen her doing that did that kind of make you feel like you know your job was done yeah my, j- my job
3: yeah my job was done i didn't care who purchased the journal mm-hmm. at that point you know because i'm mm-hmm. like if i can reach one person All and right. especially my mom mm-hmm. hey that my work was done right. it, it was done it was complete <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I was it's I
3: awesome. was in tears. I was in tears when I I kind of she doesn't know, but I went in yeah. my room. And I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, okay, God, I hear you, I hear yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
1: dope. Mm-hmm.
0: That is dope. Yeah. So, as far as the book, like, what was one of the most surprising things you learned about writing the book, other than your mom?
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole process of how easy it is. Jeez, I didn't know. I didn't know how easy it was to create a book or write or publish anything. Of course, I mm. went self-published. Mm. Um, so I don't have an agent. I don't have anybody like that. So anytime someone purchased a book, it's because one, word of mouth, or two, I had mentioned it somewhere. Mm. So I don't have um, an a agent or a publisher backing me up or anything like that. It's just basically. I mean self published and it is so easy. So I encourage anyone, if you have an idea or and it doesn't have to be a, a big, a big book. It just has to be something. If you have an idea that you want to get out there of how easy it is, I would say do it because it's it's worth it. It's worth oh, it.
2: Did you yeah. learn anything about yourself writing this book that you didn't realize?
3: Yeah, I I realized a lot um with with writing this. Um because I'm not... I wouldn't say that I'm creative.
0: Yes, um, you are. No, not like... We'll not get like back art- to that later, okay.
3: Okay, not like artistic. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm mm. not anything like that. I'm that point, that standpoint. Mm. But mm. I created the... the um, uh what i can't think of the, the word i'm trying to say uh i created this oh, <laughs> cover.
1: Yeah. A
2: cover, yes. yeah. i'm like i know it's not the title i know it's
3: no,
1: not no, the title you
2: know what it's nice because like sometimes less is more you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's simple yeah. and it's like It catch you and it, it's like you say so much just saying that
3: you know mm-hmm. what I mean? yeah so yes, I want of course I had a bunch of tools to help me but when I created this I said that's it I I like it. I mean, it's simple, right? It's just simple. And a lot of the journals that I had um, looked at prior, you know, especially the grief journals, it was like somebody on there. It was uh, too much. And I'm like, I don't want all that. I just Mm -hmm. just want something, you know, plain. And so that's why I decided to to create. This like something plain. You know, yeah, you see my name, but a lot of people are like, "Oh, so where's your picture?" And I'm like, "No, because it's not about me, right? Mm-hmm. This this journal isn't isn't about me. It's about the person who purchased it or the person who was gifted that. And I don't did not want my picture to be a part of a part of this.
1: Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right,
2: so, okay. So you kind of answered this question, I think, a little bit. Um, okay. But uh, you know, I think I think one thing for some people who probably thought about writing a book, right, they're like, well, you know, I could write about something or this this subject, but a lot of people out there wrote about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, what do you think really made uh, your story good enough for you, like you said, to really, you know, decide, like, hey, you know what, I'm going to put this in a book because I think there may be other people out there that are going through what I'm going through.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people, I just feel that, um, the people who purchased my journal either knew me personally or someone knew knows me that actually gave it to someone or gifted it to someone. And I feel that because some people know my story and what happened, I just feel that they probably were like, Oh gosh, I personally know this person. So I know that whatever she says in here is true because you always have to be true to yourself and you also have to be true um, to your audience. And, when I had my uh, coach, so I did have a coach to tell me the steps to go through to publish, to, to, you know, to do self-publishing. And I said, what if nobody buys it? And so she was like, they're going to buy it because of you, mm. you know, because because your name is attached to it. And every book that is out there is not for you either, mm. but somebody is going to re- uh to uh, relate to your story, and they're going to say, "Up, oh, I have to purchase that because I need to hear someone else's story that they personally know." Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the feedback from your readers?
3: Um. Well, uh, I do know a couple of them. i um, a few of them were saying that uh, one, as Ramon had mentioned it, uh, COVID. You know, COVID nineteen. This you brought it out at a perfect time, or two. They a lot of people are saying this is a journal that they didn't know that they needed. Mm. And that was that was a big one for me. Mm. When you purchased this journal or were gifted this journal, and people opened it up, it's like, dang, I didn't know that I needed this. Mm. And that right there is is a blessing to me because sometimes we don't know things that we need until it's actually given to us. And then we're like, Dang, I needed that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know. And so, and so that's one of the big, the major feedbacks. And if I could just help someone, people don't have to journal. Even if you don't journal in it every single day, but when you're having a a bad moment or a happy moment or a guilty moment, if you pull this journal out and just write in it, that's that's the goal. That's Mm -hmm. great.
0: Yeah, just write what you're feeling.
3: Just write what you're feeling.
0: One of the passages
3: um, in here, Mm I love. because
0: I went through each one and I was like, all of them are great. Mm-hmm. This one, I like, it's, it's not about getting over it. It's about learning to live with your new normal. Finding comfort in the constant pain of loss. Um, because I think what happens is we have this conversation is when people haven't experienced, you know, um, loss like that, mm-hmm. they don't know how to... Mm-hmm. you know communicate with you there's just kind mm-hmm. of like okay I'm here if you need me mm-hmm. you know, you know what you need or mm-hmm. you know, or you know eventually some people get so cruel as to say you know it's time to get over it
3: it's time and to get it. over it yes.
0: Yes. you never get over that but you yes. know what you
2: I, never. i'm a, I'm gonna I'm be the devil's advocate right okay no. I think I think when people say that, it probably comes out worse than the sound, you know, than, it, than it's supposed to. I guess because I think it's one of those things where everybody has at some point experienced a loss, right? Um, some may you know seem bigger than others, but it's more of that thing where you know I think life still has to go on, still has to go on, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it, you know I do believe You know when you're going through that, it can seem really insensitive when somebody tell you, hey, you need to get over it. You know,
1: uh-huh.
2: um, but I, I think I think that's the best thing. But it is like something I always tell Kendra. You know, sometimes it's not. It's how you say something to somebody
3: that can uh-huh.
2: that can jumpstart them to doing what. You know they
1: need to be doing
3: mm-hmm. you know. yeah and you're right and that's why i decided to name the journal keep living because that's what you have to do even though i felt that at that time when his passing first happened i'm like "Up, oh, no my life is over i can't do anything else you know um i need to figure out you know and i hate to say i'm I'm not going to say I hate to say this because my story can help someone else's story. But as of being a big sister, I felt that I was supposed to protect him. Mm. And I'm like, how can he do death alone?
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> to be
3: honest, I did mm. think that. I was like, how can I do, uh, how can he do death alone without me? Mm. And I actually, you know, had thought about it, you know, mm. had thought about, um when he first passed, like he can't he can't be alone, you know, mm. and I wanted to take my life, to be honest. Mm. And it, and it was mm. nothing that I was um that I did wrong in my life. It was just more like I don't want him to be alone. Uh-huh. And oh gosh, I didn't know I was gonna start crying. You, don't
2: worry about it, <laughs> pride. Pride. you know what I'm saying? The grieving part don't ever stop. You know? Yeah, and no, it, doesn't,
3: it doesn't, but um, yeah. but if it wasn't for my mom, I would, you know, Things could be totally different because I was in that dark space. I was definitely in a dark space. But, yeah, So, but that's what made me um, do the journal and keep, as naming it, keep living because I'm like, you got to keep living. You got to keep living for your loved one, you know, especially mm-hmm. if that person meant a lot to you. You know, you have to keep living for them because I had to think about in my head if something happened to me or the world's were reversed i would not want my brother to stop living like like boy you better go out and have fun you know enjoy enjoy life while you have it and i knew that that's what he wanted for me as well so that's why you know i had to have to continue on and every day i live for him you know to make sure people knew his name or know his name and so that's why you know the journal became real
2: what was it what was
3: his name I don't his know, name was, was his name was Terence Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see his picture. It's oh, yeah. his picture Yeah, this is him He thought he was bad in this picture You know <laughs> too. He thought he was
2: hey, a little got that look like right now, like, <laughs> He was
0: so quiet <laughs> he,
1: was,
0: he was quiet He just mm-hmm. stand next to Jennifer And look to her like, hey, you know Sis, like, what's up, what am I going to do You know <laughs> That relationship was just everything between Jennifer and her brother, especially when he got of age. Uh-huh. He Woo! he was able to hang out.
3: Yeah, when he, like, when he started hanging out, was like I cannot believe he's hanging out with me. Yeah, he <laughs> always want to be on the Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, well let, let's change let's change the subject a little okay, bit. Okay, cool. You know, cool. Let's, let's,
0: let's, let's I, you know what? Actually, Ramon asked me to bring something up that I brought up to him the minute I saw that you published a book. Okay, remember that you class you know, I you together in school. college?
2: Candace said class. no Candace, I mean, say no, but I'm like, I didn't know no at
0: first.
2: I but, think it's important for for us to get this out there. Yeah. Before.
0: Uh oh. Okay, no, you, you, you have
2: people in life that'll tell you things that'll stick with you and you don't realize it stuck with you so you know she told me a, a story about something that one of your professors said to you some years back it was,
0: okay so we had wrote a paper me <laughs> you Jenkins you know Shamil uh-huh. uh, all in the class and we had to Ex, you know, change papers with a partner. Uh oh. And remember, she graded your paper. Do you, you don't remember what she said? No. And me and Shantae was writing some crazy stuff to her after that. Uh uh-uh. oh. But she um, said that you really needed, she basically, she didn't like the paper that she wrote. So okay. You know, okay. Okay. So you and Shamil have wrote. I'm surprised you don't remember this. I remember, girl. You're not a girl. I remember that because that stuck with me. I was like, oh, I was calling her all kind of names, and I, oh man, in really? my, you know, in my head, I'm like, man, yeah. man, you don't say stuff like that to to people. Well, anyway, you said she uh, said
2: something basically like she she couldn't write or she didn't know how to write good. Or yeah, something like
0: and here you are,
2: <laughs> a, a selling. a
0: off. writer. Damn. I surprised. Damn. I'm surprised. I don't you know, remember like, that? You don't
3: no you know for and that's crazy how it affected me yeah. more than it affected you. I, I was probably like whatever. And I think you were you and Shamille. Y'all was both like whatever okay
0: whatever. We're gonna like, we gonna pass this class i mean yep. we all
3: pass this class. We did but i probably was like okay whatever teacher do sis you
2: know <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know what i thought it'd be kind of cool i'm like man i would send her a copy of my book
0: i don't even yeah. remember
3: i don't even remember the teacher oh, or the God. professor the teacher, I, bet you
0: that I remember she had short hair she was a thicker uh white lady it was one of our like English. It wasn't English, but I can't remember the, the mm-hmm. exact name of the class. Hmm. Um,
3: now, see, I don't really I only remember t- our professors for real, barely from our second part. Once we once we got to our major courses, like we, yeah. was just Jamil wasn't in there. It was just you and I, mm-hmm. and that's the only teach only professors that I remember um, were our second half.
0: I'm a, you know what? I'm gonna bring um, I'm gonna go through my old class schedule,
3: okay? Yeah, and you don't
0: remember, okay? Like, yeah, remember refresh my memory, separate.
3: okay? Because <laughs> I don't for remember, real, like I
0: was saying, I was writing some crazy stuff after that, Really? You know I, am. I was writing, yeah, I know how you are stuff after that. I was like, man, mm-hmm. you're saying like that's somebody you know, mm-hmm. you trying to teach us, but you yeah. know what?
2: Even though, the, like she said, like, I think people. Sometimes I feel people like you know when people tell me you know you stupid you ain't gonna never be Uh nothing you ain't Uh gonna do this you ain't gonna do that Uh and you know later on in life you do accomplish those things so when she told me I was like that's crazy that some a teacher would say that to somebody you know Uh and here it is she she's on Amazon bestseller list. I'm like, man, that that ain't nothing but just, you know, quieting your haters right there. You know, yeah. You, I, you <laughs> know,
3: because you know, there's a lot of things that I remember in life, but I don't I really try not to remember like for me personally, like mm-hmm. the negative things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just try, I mean, I don't remember. I really don't remember, <laughs> but I probably was like, girl, whatever, okay, just ask me. You and were, you
0: asked Shabelle. Y'all was both like. And I'm sitting there and Sean looking and we like, what, why did she say that? You know what I mean? She <laughs> say that. like, when we was all in the class together. Uh-huh. So I, yeah, like I remember beginning. we were in classes.
2: Hmm. This is like the beginning of our uh, hey, class hey, class. hey, 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 Jen, Jennifer, remember? She hired and talked to her. She like.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, she was like, yeah, uh, B. That's why I sent you that text message. I was like, I don't want to bring it up now. That, <laughs> that, that,
2: that, I think it's good for people to know that. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I mean,
3: yeah. And then it's also good, like, don't take anything that people say mm-hmm. to you to heart as well. Mm-hmm. Because you know, that happened, you remember Kendra, you know, but mm-hmm. that happened what 10 plus years ago. Right you yeah, know and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even I mean I literally probably was upset about it at that moment mm-hmm. and then after that I'm like just pass me whatever mm-hmm. just <laughs> you yeah, know, that's I, how
0: you are you just you like just a bowl of sunshine <laughs> <You're always> happy, <laughs> and you know you uh-huh. got good kind words for people and then then you see that smile with them dimples and it just <laughs> lights up your world. You know, oh. I, I love
3: that. Oh, <laughs> friend, thank you.
2: <laughs> well, oh, hey, man. Miss, miss Best Selling Author. Right. Um, right. We're going to put before your name now. You know, OK. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll
2: take you know, it. What kind of what kind of advice can you give people on like the steps to write a book? If somebody say, you know, I, I might want to write a book, like what steps would they go through uh, to
1: do that?
3: the first thing that I would say is do it, you know, that's step number one, just get out there and do it, start writing and start getting your thoughts together, do it, and then um, the next, the the next thing is just putting it, just compiling it all together, have someone, of course, uh, proofread it, you know, make sure that it sounds right, and because sometimes what we write is what we think is right, but then it mm-hmm. may not be. You know, may not sound right <laughs> to others. But um, but just just do it. Just put it together, compile it, and put it and just put it out there. I mean, it's 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 so easy because the process that I went through, I did have a I did have a coach. Um, she has hey uh, her own publishing company, a black owned publishing company, mm-hmm. and um, actually I met her through me and her. Her and I went to K State together. And one of my good friends, um, Kelly, she said, I told her, I said, I wanna do this journal, but I just don't know where to start. She was like, Girl, Cindy writes books, and she has her own um, publishing company, and it's called Launch Crate. And um, so she has like these coaching sessions that she does with people who wanna create books. And the process is easy. She was just there to kind of hold my hand and just to make sure that I went through the, the steps that were needed. Because once you publish it or once you put it all together, you just publish it to um, I did this company called Ingram Spark. You load it on there, they approve it, and bam, that's it. They mm-hmm. put they put they push it out to Amazon, they push it out to Barnes and Nobles, they push it out to any online um, booksellers that are out there, because I didn't know I was on Barnes and Noble. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah. Barnes and Noble. And I was like, and I Googled my, I was like, let me just put Keep Living in there. And my journal came up because, I mean, they push it out there for yeah. you. And so, and that's, that's pretty much it. You put a publishing date on there um, and then that's when you publish. And that's when it comes, that's when it becomes available. So it's it's really easy. I mean, um, I used a lot of the tools that we use every day to create my journal. Um, I went to Canva to create, and that's how I created all of my um, my stuff. is through Is through that, and then I compiled it together, uploaded to Ingram Spark, paid Ingram Spark (laughs) fifty dollars.
1: (laughs) To publish
0: it. Man. To, to publish your book? Yeah. That was the next question. Is it gonna is it expensive to yeah, write like a book? <laughs> so how, okay,
2: so, so how, much, oh how much did it cost you, like say like everything? Like how much do you think you pay, like for to do your cover to get it proofread or edited, formatted, you know, publishing? Like how much you think?
3: Uh, everything with regarding all of the stuff I probably came out of pocket with paying maybe $400 oh wow that maybe cool. maybe even that to be honest because the most that I paid for was my coaching sessions and the co- coaching sessions lasted for six months mm-hmm. so she basically so in the beginning she just went through everything, like as a creator. She said, okay, I'm giving you a color wheel. What color are you drawn to? And that's how I came up with yeah. blue. I said, oh, blue looks nice. Blue, blue is cool. You know, it's calm. It's settling. And so she was like, okay. And then we went on and she was like, what kind of shade of blue? And I was like, I don't know. So then I just went through these types of, I mean, I know this is like more of a teal color, but teal mm-hmm. is in the blue family, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but yeah, and so that's what she did. And so she was like, Okay. Then we went the next session was, What are your ideas? Why do you want to create this? You know, just try to get everything together and try to get my create creative juices flowing, you know? And then I just worked on it. And one day I saw my next training session. I said, what do you think about this cover? I'm like, what do you think about this? She was like, oh my gosh. she's All she did was <laughs> move it over to the left a little bit, uh, bring living up just a little bit more, bold your name a little bit more. And then she said back, she was like, you got it. That's it. <laughs> And I mean, for real, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's really that's really all she did she was like you know move this over a little bit, bring this up some more, and that was it. And then I once I had the cover, then of course she gave me the information to um, like the formats to create um, your this page, this information page, um, and things like that. You know, because of course I didn't know what to put there, like the all your all rights reserved page. If there's um, an actual word for it, but. I don't know. And and she just, that's all she did. She just, you know, guided me through. Like, I created everything, but she just literally guided me through Mm -hmm. what I needed to do. So once we were fine, because she actually proofread it. And then once we were actually both agreeing to it, she said, okay, let's go to Ingram Sparks and load it on. And cost was $50. And... (laughs) That's it, so pretty much what it is. The reason why it didn't cost me that much is because it's on demand service. Mm-hmm. So whenever you purchase the journal on Amazon, that's when Ingram Spark were printed off. So mm-hmm. I did not have to so that's why I did not have to purchase a bunch of books and try to market it myself mm-hmm. because at that point, I didn't know I didn't know how I didn't know how to you know create a website or how to sponsor myself or do anything like that. And so she was like, well, the best way to do right now is just do on demand, you know, just just do on demand, have people purchase it. And then once you get the income from that, then that's when you can start creating more things like the website, the um, start going to different events and having books on hand and things like that.
0: Mm, Okay, that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. How do you receive payments from your book sales
3: um so pretty much you set the price to it so i was the one that created the price Mm -hmm. and then um from there you uh you you plug in the information on ingram spark and ingram spark would tell you okay so after publishing the book after us printing the book this is how much you would get per book and so that would be depending on how much you set it for so um so i got I think ten dollars and ninety-five cents per book. Oh,
1: mm, okay. Sure, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So that's how, so that's how much. Um, so that's pretty much how it is. So all you are really doing is for them to place it on Amazon and for them to print the book out. But then of course, if I purchase the book, if I go into Ingram Spark and purchase the book myself, of course, it's, you know, I get it wholesale prices, so it's a lot cheaper.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and if you feel comfortable, can you share with our audience um, what it is that you do with your book sales?
3: Oh, yeah. So I didn't. So the whole purpose of the journal is that I didn't really want to make a profit on it. You know, I don't want to get rich from this journal or anything like that. Um, I just want to help the next person with the journal. So all proceeds from the journal is going to a foundation that I created on behalf of my brother. And it's called um, the Terrence A. Fennell Foundation. And so what that is, is that um, growing up, my brother loved the sport of baseball, Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's all he did since. I believe he started at 4, all the way to high school, he played baseball. And like I mentioned before, we grew up in a single parent household. So I felt that that was his his out. He's like, yes, I can go play baseball. You know, he loved his coaches, he loved everything about the sport and he was actually good about it. I mean, at it. So his first two years he played for this team, you know, inner city school. You just have just come with your shorts and we'll give you a t shirt when you arrive, you know, not too much equipment and things like that. But we started to see that my brother was good. So he went to, uh, we lived around the corner from this park where's the baseball field. And he went up there just to throw balls him and his friend. He saw a coach that he knew that played for a different team. And he came home and was like, mama, mama, mama. Oh my gosh, you know, uh, (laughs) I gotta, you gotta sign this paper today, you know, for me to play this season on this new team, but you have to pay, but you have to get $25. And my mom was like, "Mm, I don't have it, right? So of course we had to ask, you know, a family member, which, you know, they, I love my family. They. We didn't go out without anything. So they were able to do that for my brother. And so that's what I wanted to to give back to the community is that if someone who wants to play the sport can't afford, the parents can't afford it, then that registration fee will come out of the proceeds from the journal. So $25 for the um, coming out of the Terrence A. Fennell foundation can go towards someone's registration fee. Or if someone wants to, um, Wants to supply they can afford the twenty five dollars, but uh, I don't. I can't afford the jersey cost, or I can't afford the uniforms. and that's where we will step in, and we will be able to help that um, that person with that with those funds.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I'm sorry guys. <laughs> that's, dope. that's dope. Do yeah. they have to submit, like an application or something? And... Well,
3: well. So right now, um, I reached out to uh, the inner city uh, organization here called RDI. And so what they will do is they will be able to honor the scholarship. So they, will, so they will know the kids that need help, that wants to play. And the parents can say, well, you know, my kid, I do want him to play or her to play but we just can't afford it. Oh, okay, well, I let me reach out to the Terrence A. Fennell Foundation and they'll be able to do it because it's not really a scholarship. It's just, it's just the funds that are there just yeah. in case parents won't be able to pay for their kids to, to play the sport. Hopefully the goal is one day to create a scholarship fund to where kids who've been playing the sport for a while go to college and they will be able to get like on a book scholarship or we can pay for them to go to a camp. But that's like, that's a little bit later on down the road. We got to (laughs) get, we got to get some things started up first, but that's the ultimate goal really is to pay for someone to go to camp or for a book scholarship for someone for college. Mm,
0: That's amazing. If you just want to, you know, if they just want to donate, Um, In addition to purchasing the books, where can they...
3: well, right now um, I do have a website. It's Jennifer R. Fennell, and that's my name. Jennifer R. is my middle initial, Fennell. Um, you'll be able to just get more information about the journal, but right now we're just in the beginning stages of the Terrence A. Fennell Foundation. We are a 501c3, so we uh, are registered with the state of Kansas. We are registered with the IRS as a 501c3, but right now um, I don't have a personal website just yet, but that's coming. We have. I have someone
2: working on that's where they can donate through the website okay. oh yeah definitely keep us on there so we can yeah, that out there, yeah
0: of course good. of course I always yeah. try to get <laughs> that, get that especially way. that you know because people don't realize you know the inner center youth a lot of times they try to find outlets because they have so much energy and they're dealing with so mm-hmm. many like you said you dealing with a single parent Mm-hmm. A, you know your parent doesn't want you to take on their burdens. Mm-hmm. When you see your your mom or your dad struggling to make ends meet, put food on the table, you know, go to work and make mm-hmm. sure you and your siblings you know have everything that y'all need, y'all want, and need. Um, it's hard. You know that can be hard for a child, and they just yeah. garden, you know all this stuff up, and they don't mm-hmm. know how to express that so through a lot of times through sports and Mm -hmm. um other extracurricular activities that allows a child to get their you know to get their their energy out yeah yeah you know what have you and Mm -hmm. that's why we have some of the best athletes yeah a lot of them that's all they had you know all football and baseball Mm -hmm. so
3: Yeah, we were just excited because my my brother was just to himself. You know, he wasn't... Mm -hmm you know, he, he had friends, but he wasn't like, I'm a, I'm a social, I took on the social skills, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but my brother didn't, but that was his like, Oh my gosh. when he used to see the players, like even at the grocery store, he was like, Oh, what's up, man. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to the, going to the park to practice at blah, blah, blah time. Okay. We meet you there. And they, they go, you know, it was just, it was just an outlet, but that's one thing I do appreciate, appreciate, appreciate about my mom was that she, um, she never, we never saw her struggling unless we actually went to her for something. And she's like, mm, I don't have it. But like I mentioned, I we have a good support system with my aunts and uncles and my older cousins to where we really didn't have to want for anything.
0: That's beautiful.
3: That's so beautiful that you have a supportive family
0: that, you know, that's right there for you through everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah everybody I'm sure yeah
3: because if it wasn't because my brother's death was the hardest thing that I have ever experienced in my life you know even though I thought a car breaking down in the past was hard Mm -hmm. or (laughs) college was hard you know Mm -hmm. but no those are normal life stuff but when someone passes away that's so close to you you know that was that was the hardest thing because for me I didn't have time to grieve because I allowed my mom to do all of that you know and i stepped up as the person who took care of everything okay we need to get this we need to get that we need to make sure he looks nice you know we need to get his burial paid for you know and if it wasn't for my family that um helped us through that my family was my rock you know and so if they're watching i appreciate y'all <laughs> <laughs> you, go. And, well, you know what
2: uh, and I mean, it's great that you got the five hundred one three C right. You um, mm-hmm. that's non profit, right?
3: Mm-hmm, for profit. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so if you were donating the proceeds, and let's just say, you know, you was keeping the book sales, or even even either where I should say,
1: mm-hmm. would,
2: you, would you say uh, having uh, those, those those royalties or whatever from your book could be another stream of income?
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, it definitely could be another stream of income because I didn't know by selling the amount of books that I sold of how much money I got from those, you know, so that allowed me to do the things that I needed to do where I did not have to come out of pocket to create the 501c3, to create the logo, to create all of that different stuff. So, yeah. So if you are the one that wanting to actually make profit and have another stream of income for your book that you put publish, yeah, you just got to push it out there and make sure you have the marketing tools to do all of that and it can actually be another another form of income. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Kendra, what do you think makes a good story?
3: You're, if you're, okay, so I am all about, I'm not really a really a fiction person. Mm-hmm. I love nonfiction you know, because I like to hear other people's story. Mm -hmm. And I just say, if you just want to, if what makes a good nonfiction story is you have to be authentic to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to have, if you have a story, if you have a story to tell, especially your own personal story. And if you want to tell your story, you have to be very transparent. You can't give pieces of this and pieces of that here and there. You actually have to be very transparent and just be authentic to you and be authentic to your readers because if you feel that your story isn't going to be heard you're actually it is actually going to be heard because you don't know who may need it we have Mm -hmm. over a billion people in this world and maybe 10 million people love your story and that's all it takes or if all Mm -hmm. it takes is a hundred thousand you know that's that's pretty much what what it takes and Hey, just just be you. Mm-hmm. You can't be nobody else but you. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> that's all you can be. The best
3: you. That's all you, you can be. Nothing else.
0: So I got I got two questions.
3: Okay, what's up?
0: It's gonna be
2: two part question, right? So the first okay. question is gonna be: Has it has it really set in? Uh, seeing your book out there published and and, and the time and the work that you put into it to see it, like when you see it. On the internet, or if you see somebody that had to set in, like, wow, that I, I did that,
3: I
1: created that. It's
3: just it's just crazy because I don't like to tell I don't like to talk about myself. It's just like it's just like, yeah, when it's somebody okay, so let me tell you a story real quick. So my aunt's birthday was last week. We went over to her house and you know, they give to her things, and I did not know that my aunt didn't um know that I published something because I don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I I talk about it, but when it's family, I don't want to be like, Oh yeah, I did this, Mm -hmm. I created a journal, you know. It's just it's just our time. So my cousin gifted her the journal and she opened it, she opened her her present and she dropped the book. She dropped it. And I was like, That's my journal. And so she was like, (laughs) She was like, What? My, my, My aunt has a loud voice. She was like, What? Does that say Genesis now? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah." She was just like, she just started crying, Aww. and she was just, and so I started crying, and she was, oh, like I'm about to do now.
1: Okay. But she was
3: just like, I mean, all she did was this. All she did was was like, oh my gosh. She was like, yes. And so she looked at it and she said, this is where people, she hates Facebook, okay? Mm-hmm. She said, this is where people can get off of that Facebook and, <laughs> and they can write their thoughts on here instead of Facebook. I was like, you're right. And she was like, oh my gosh, so you you created this because mm-hmm. you felt the need because you didn't have it when you went through it. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes. And so she said, she was like job well done niece job well done and mm. right there i was like oh my gosh like and you know that just happened thursday past thursday mm. you know because i don't it's weird because i don't talk about it much unless someone brings it up mm. you know and i know that i need to get better with it but that's that's what makes this journal successful is that you know people that i love told someone and those people told another person and that person told another person. And, you know, it was just amazing because when I, when I actually posted my first post on um, Facebook, I had that post ready for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was well. know, I, now. I, I know, right? I did it. <laughs> I did because I I was so nervous because I did not know and, and I know you're not supposed to care what other people think about you mm. but when it's something that you work so hard Ooh, on you yeah. want people to like it you don't mm. want to hear any negative about it because you worked because this is this is my baby oh. and so you don't want nobody to to downplay it or nobody to say ah oh, that's not good you know I can't believe you pay, you uh, you charging that much and you know I didn't want to hear it but when I hit post, I immediately shut my phone down, (laughs) went to the restroom at work. I was at work, and I was like, we'll see, right? So maybe an hour later, got back in. And I had, like, over 100 notifications, people messaging me saying, oh, my gosh, I needed this. I mean, within an mm-hmm. hour, like, oh, my gosh, Jen, this is amazing. I mean, just constantly. And I just sat at my desk and just started crying because I mm-hmm. didn't know how people were going were gonna to react or be receptive towards this journal. Mm-hmm. And when they were... I was just blown away from it. And I just sat in my car and just started crying because I'm like, I one, I hate that I had to do it for the reason, because mm-hmm. I wish my brother was here. But two, I was thankful that I was able to have the creative mind to create this because I, I, I prayed about it. I said, God, if this, you know, if this idea that I have, if it's not going to go anywhere, if you feel that it's not good, You know, nothing will fall in place. Right. But then everything fell in place. I told my friend Kelly what I want to do. She said, oh, reach out to Cindy. Message Cindy. She said, oh, my gosh. Yes, that's a great idea. Then paid her. And we just went and just everything just rolled so smoothly. And I said, I hear you. I hear, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I hear you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. you
3: better
2: listen. That speaks value. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. So. That's so yeah. I can I can see yeah I can see that it's, it's touching you. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Kendra too.
0: Yeah, I see little No, to I'm I really am because I see it in her eyes. I'm like, okay, I want to. see. But you
2: know what? <laughs> When you got something that you work so hard on and you're passionate about it, it's it's, it's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like you said, you don't wanna hear no negative. Like anybody, man, why you do you like? uh? Nope. Mm-hmm. Really? I know
3: because it's crazy because, you know, normally, because I know some people, if they have an idea, they don't say anything to people, mm-hmm. you know, because it may fall through. And, but me, I'm so, I'm such the opposite. I'm like, oh, I have this idea. What do you think about it? Right. And people be like, oh, why do you want to do that? You know, but, the, <laughs> but this idea here, I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell anyone, but my, but of course my friend Kelly, who only reason why I told her was because you know she checked in on me all the time, and I was like I just got this idea. She was like, oh that's good, then go to Cindy. She was she was number two, and then I told my boyfriend. He would um, only three people knew that I was working on this journal. Only three people, and when it finally came out. People were like, "You didn't tell me you were doing that," and I'm like, "Because I, you know, I didn't want to say anything because I don't know if it was gonna go through or not, you know." And then, and it did. So I'm, I'm one hundred percent grateful. One hundred percent.
2: I agree with you. I, I don't like telling people stuff either because yeah. for that reason, you know, you don't want any negativity. But you know, like they say, you know, if you uh, the quickest way to kill a big dream is to tell the small minded people oh <laughs> i mean that's the big thing right <laughs> and if you tell it to the right person who will kill it you know mm-hmm. you're, you're sitting there you know trying to figure out like damn what would have happened mm-hmm. this? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah
3: yeah yeah and that's how it is now like um with when my brother passing I don't want the what ifs, right? Like, what if I would have done this? Or what if I would have done that? Or, you know, now I'm like, if I have an idea, I'm rolling with it. Yeah. And if, it's, if it don't work, oh, well, you know, oh, because you know, I can say, well, I tried it and mm-hmm. it didn't work. So on yeah. to the next one. Because yeah. my thing is like, what if, what if it works? You know, and what if people love it? And, you know, and that's, that's how I was with this. It's like, what if people like it? Cool. What if nobody doesn't? Okay, I just lost four hundred dollars. Okay, whatever, you know. And it's just it's just been amazing. It's been a, a, an amazing road to be on.
2: All right. So question number two.
3: All right. <laughs> Are you going to write another book now? <laughs> Drum, bro. Please, no. <laughs> um, actually, I am. I'm going to. Uh, there's some ideas that I have. One is that I would love to write a children's book on grief because I feel like the little ones get left out a lot mm-hmm. on on grief. And when and what makes what made me decide that was that um, T was close to everybody in my family, but those those little ones they actually took it hard. And first you're like, "Are you crying just because I'm crying?" Or are you really hurt? And they are because now to this day, every time, you know, I see them, they're like, Oh, you know, I thought about tea the other day. And they're like eight. And so they, that means that they were four mm-hmm. when T passed away. And, you know, or they are like, Do you miss T? Like, I miss T, you know, and people don't realize the little ones actually do have feelings as well. And so I would love to write a children's book um, on grief. Um And then also, I do want to write um, an actual book. Like, you know, this is just a journal. So this is just for other people to, you know, to write their thoughts on, you know, so there's a bunch of empty pages in here. Mm. But I do want to write um, an actual book about grief, Um, full pages about grief and about my full story on it and what helped me through the six stages of grief. And um, that's what I want. I want to do.
0: What
2: are the six stages? Oh, oh, oh don't get, don't get it on everything, Wake can the guy out?
1: Ah!
2: Hey, I, she about to blow it all up, wait. I am, I am. <laughs> I like hey, look, you better go copyright that right now.
1: Yeah, you better. Uh,
0: no, TM.
1: <laughs> this <the>, <laughs> oh, so like, yeah. yeah. you
0: know me. I... I could be a <laughs> bet No, oh. you're fine. No,
3: but I can I can give you the uh... No, no,
0: no. Don't, don't, you know, keep that. Keep that. <laughs> Yeah. Keep, keep I mean, keep that's so not
3: away. a that's not a problem because I mean cuz people can just, you know, Google, you know, the six stages of grief, but I just wanted the whole book of it is that I want to um I want to basically tell my story and to get my scenario scenario out there about um, about the six stages, and that's and that's pretty much what I want of why I want to create a book because just because you know people want to hear it from not saying that authors are not or therapists are not real people, but you know, but I don't have any training, so I don't have any training of Coaching or therapy or anything like that. So I'm wanting to tell my story of what a normal everyday person of what they of what of what they went through. So I mean, I can tell it if you want. I mean, because you can just Google. <laughs> so oh, it's really right. not-
2: we'll we'll wait till you bring it out, no, right? Yeah, we'll <laughs> wait, we'll
0: wait, <laughs>
3: well, okay.
2: <laughs> but thank well, you. Sure. This it, it's, it's been a a good interview because she's about to blow up your whole spot, Jennifer. I was. Oh man. Yeah. All
1: right,
2: we we got one last question for you, Jennifer. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this week, we ask everybody is at the end.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the question is, what does wealth mean to you, and how can writing and publishing a book you think equate to that?
3: Well, you know, a lot of people, and this is just my 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 personal thing. A lot of people will say wealth means money, you know. Um, and for most people, yeah, you know, wealth does. But for me, wealth means more of on a personal level. Like I want to be wealthy in family, I want to be wealthy in friends, I want to be wealthy in love, you know. And that's what my meaning of wealth is. Um, so with the book with wealth for me is to put this journal out and get, you know, I guess funds for the, you know, the foundation. So wealth to me is seeing all of this kids. And I'm like, Oh, I helped that student, you know, the student is, mm. is great now because, you know, the Terrence A. Fennell foundation contribute <laughs> to that, you know, right. and, and and that's, and that's my meaning of, of wealth regarding um, this, this journal is that, wealth is just to see someone out there learning how to heal starting to heal or you know recognizing that they are hurting and that's what the wealth means um means to me in this scenario
0: so wealth for you is being a vessel to lighten up someone Mm -hmm. else yes that's true
2: wealth is in people
0: yeah. So she was out here chasing money because wealth <laughs> is not just about the money and people who don't chase money usually get it. Always get it.
2: People <laughs> who chase money and run away from it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I do, I do want to say, I know this is towards the end, but I do want to say one thing. And, you know, just because I like to be transparent. And um, one of my friends, I went to her house one day. This was a couple of months ago. And her mom is a prayer warrior. Okay. She I mean, she's praised, okay? And I walked in, I was at the door because, you know, it's COVID and she's older. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I'm just dropping this formula off, you know, that's it. And so she was, so she caused me Dimple. She was like, dimples, oh my God. And so she said, I'm about to get my oil. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she just started, she just started praying so hard. And it was just like to the point where she said, your journal. And I haven't even mentioned the journal and she was like, your journal is going to touch so many people to the point where you're not even going to have time to stop to even think for yourself, oh. you know. And so I'm just so grateful. And I just want to say thank you for giving me this platform, because yeah. if this here can reach people to um, gift someone the journal that yeah. that is in need, then, hey, you know, I'm, I'm grateful am grateful.
2: I and mean, we hope we can do that. Be grateful. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> right. You, you, you're
2: the best-selling author, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. true. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you
0: know? I was at your feet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man.
2: This was great, though. I liked this. This was really mm, dope. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to put this out there so everybody can see it. Cause,
1: oh, well, thank uh, they you. Say, hey,
2: you know they say? God bless God, you sometimes to the point where you don't know how to stop it. And you don't want to, but mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna keep coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you you don't focus on the money and you focus on helping other people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's gonna keep coming for you.
3: Man, yeah. thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Well,
2: hey, <laughs> before we go, give okay. everybody uh, you know your social or anything, not just social security number. You know what I'm saying, Just close your handles.
0: You yeah. like, look, y'all can ask me anything. Yeah,
1: exactly.
3: that. <laughs> can't, can't ask me that unless you want to put me on your uh secure- no I'm joking. <laughs> that <laughs> one yeah, point five anybody- million dollar card, that black card, right? <laughs>
1: Let me be a authorized signer. Now I'm joking. Oh, look at that. See? It's supposed to be about the book. You got to the court. You can help me. Oh, shoot. <laughs> See, what had happened was, you
3: know.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> you. All yeah, right. you can,
2: let everybody know how they can reach you, whether it's, uh, you know, to buy your book, um, if they want to donate, like you said, at some point to the foundation, or just if they, you know, if you open to people just to ask you questions, you know
3: yeah book uh, you know, or whatever you know yeah okay so first my website of course www.jennifer with one in at I so www so that's where you can get more information about my website I mean about my book. Um, Then you can also follow the Keep Living Journal page um, on Instagram. And that's Keep Living Journal on Instagram. On my personal Instagram page is Miss Jen, J-E-N underscore Renee, R-E-N-E-E on IG. And then, of course, you can find me on Facebook at Jennifer Fennell.
0: All right. That is J-E-N-I-F-E-R-R-F-E-N-N-E-L-L.com. Dot com. Mm-hmm. We're going to put
2: all of that in the description uh, for everybody. All everybody. right. Make sure they got got every avenue to get a hold of you. Yeah. Cool. Then you
3: can also purchase the journal on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon.com. You can search for my name or you can search for Keep Living Journal and then the journal will will appear. And then I'm I'm also uh, on a company called Bliss Books and Wine and they are a local um, indie bookstore here in Kansas City, Black owned. And you can also purchase my journal There, so if you want to help two minority businesses, you can order the book from blissbooksandwine.com.
2: What was the other one you said before? I think uh, Amazon. Oh, you said no, my other minority, the other black owned,
3: yeah, Bliss Books and Wine. Bliss B-L-I-S-S-N-Y So, they just so they're they're an online bookstore and they have um online um they do an online book club where they drink wine while talking about the book and yeah. So people are going to be, people going to be crying and drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, <laughs> I, mean, pretty much. I mean, pretty much that's what it is. You know, yeah. people just a book club getting together, drinking wine. <laughs> oh. But no, but oh, yeah. I always want to give them a shout out because they have been my number one supporters, like my day one supporters since before I even put the journal out. So, that's good. yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, I,
1: can
2: city be holding it down for this yeah they do they do oh my gosh
3: them. yes they they do they they support because we have this amazing um store now here called the black pantry and it was this guy who um opened up a store that um it's all black owned products from all over the united states and it's really nice. And he's he also does local people here too, as well. So my goal is to get into his store, but I'm just trying to find the right time to get to get in there. But I've I've been I've been one of his supporters since day one as well. So oh.
0: no time is the right time like the present.
3: I know you're right. You're right. Oh, you're right man. about that.
0: So hey, Denver,
2: we are definitely glad that you uh Graceful yeah. presence, you know what I'm saying.
0: And I know I'm so
3: thankful, know. I'm so thankful and honored that you guys asked me to be a part of this because I watch your podcast. I was like, Oh, yeah, <laughs> you,
0: you, you
2: didn't you know, just podcast. You know <laughs> I know,
3: you know I'm what, like, oh, good idea. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's an honor, said. it's an honor. So thank it you, guys.
0: thank you, thank you so much. And we are so glad that you have graced our show. You don't know how much this means to us to have dimples <laughs> oh. on-, <laughs> <laughs> on our show. Just, just, like I said, you just sunshine. Oh, you're thank you. Around you, that aura, that happiness. Um, thank you, thank you. Don't take us out then, Kendra Uh, All right. So um, again, we had our guest Jennifer Fennell on the show Mm -hmm. Who wrote the book Keep Living A journal that um, The healing through grief Through your grief Mm -hmm. You can connect with Jennifer We'll have all of her information below And just to close out Again, our um, Quote today is it starts by saying, if it costs you your peace of mind, you overpay. And thank you so much for listening to the Slow Wealth um, podcast and stream. My name is Kendra. And Ramona. And you can subscribe to us on all pod class, podcast <laughs> platforms. Uh, Facebook, we at Slow Wealth. Uh, we have you can email us at slowwealth.com or invest at slowwealth.com that's i-n-v-e-s-t at s-l-o-e-w-e-a-l-t-h um we are also on instagram Instagram at slowwealth and slowwealth is success lives on elevation Mm -hmm. i am kendra and we're on again and we're signing off